Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and Bulldog fans everywhere. Uh, we're really excited to be back with you here on the Maroon Mike. I'm your co-host, Colton Watson. I'm your other co-host, Daniel Faulkner. And as always, we are here on the Maroon Mike. A little late uh, for our late week episode. Um, you know, finals are a thing that are uh, that is going on as we speak. We are both still students, although not for long, at Mississippi State. Uh, everybody say congratulations to Daniel for graduating next week. Congratulations, Daniel. I'll pause to let uh, all of y'all applaud uh, back there at home. This is where it'd be great to have one of those uh, audience buttons, you know. Woo. I would love that. I should I should invest in that if this if the show had a budget, which it does not. <laughs> anyway, um, like I said, great to be back. We're gonna try to get in and out quick. Like I said, it is finals. Um, no midweek game to talk about, so that's actually going to cut a few minutes off the show. Uh, that was because of, you know, finals. They, they needed uh, – you had two away games. You needed time for the baseball team to study. And so, no midweek game this week. Uh, is there a midweek game next week? I bet there's not. No, there is. There's a, a uh, away midweek game next week. That's poor scheduling because there will be finals next week. Yeah, the hope would be that the guys are done with their finals because, like, what, the last final is on Wednesday. The game's on Tuesday, so yeah, hopefully. Oh, whew, well, yeah, not great scheduling. I know we have a game on the 17th. Away midweek game is crazy. Um, yeah, I think we just have, have one. On the 17th. Yeah, home midweek, last home midweek of the year. A little bit of a uh, – we'll go ahead and get this out of the way right now. A little bit of a scheduling thing. Um, the week of the Tennessee series, I will be out of town. So we will figure out what we're going to do for both the review episode of Texas A&M and the preview of Tennessee. Uh, I will be totally out of town. So probably get Mr. Daniel on here for his first solo show. Uh, we'll see what we do with Lounge. He might do one too. Just all depends. So that's all we got uh, as far as housekeeping goes. Daniel, uh, we haven't talked since – you know, that pretty poor weekend uh, up in Missouri. And, I, you know, we were kind of set up for failure there in that, you know, you're traveling to an unfamiliar place. You know it's a scrappy team. It's a trap series. I don't think we were caught off guard or anything like that. We didn't go through the motions. Um, but mistakes were made, uh, pitching-wise especially, and you could argue coaching-wise there were some mistakes made. Uh, and it looks like now, you know, making the postseason is going to be a blessing rather than a given. Uh, like it was just a few short weeks ago. I mean, even I think before the LSU series, you still thought, yeah, well, we'll we'll play somewhere. You know, we might not host, but we'll play somewhere. And then you get the LSU series, like, okay, well, it's iffy. Let's win these next two and see what happens. And you do. And then, of course, you don't. You go and you drop a, a really tough series uh, to a team that honestly you shouldn't have lost to. So just explain kind of your thoughts process behind that and what you think that we have to do to uh, to get back into the postseason discussion, and if we can. Yeah. The, well, first of all, this, this series reminded me a lot of the two-lane series. Dominating victory on Friday. Um, Saturday is just not good. Obviously, like you flip-flop the Saturday-Sunday of those. We got walked off on Saturday at two-lane, Sunday against Missouri. I mean – yeah, pitching was just not there um, in terms of who we threw out. Game three was definitely questionable. 
you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, why are we pulling Pico and so soon? Because that was the thing going into Sunday. Remember, we we had our two best relievers available to pitch as much as we wanted them to. And, and then we left Kate Smith three in. Best, your three best relievers. Yeah. Max and Bristow didn't pitch at all. And Kate Smith was left in too long. I mean, he, he got blown up entirely. Uh, we can't let that happen again. I mean, the fact that we were one-on-one and using most of our not-so-good pitchers, you felt kind of confident going into game three. You had Cade. You knew he was going to go to Pico. Then it's probably going to go to KC Hunt. Win the game. Couldn't pull it out. We, we put them in at the wrong time. Uh, so there was that. And, yeah, if we're making decisions like that, we the, the postseason is going to be a miracle, and it's only going to be a miracle by winning Hoover. Um, because I just don't – I'm at the point now. I don't see us winning. It's tough for me to see us winning any of the series coming up, which is crazy because uh, Florida's not that good of a team. They've struggled a lot. Their best pitcher is gone for the year, Tommy John. Hey, we're, I guess we we can relate something, right, with each other. Uh, and, yeah, it, I mean, if you want to make the postseason, you have to win every series. You have to take two from Tennessee to make the postseason you without think a miracle run. Okay, so there's that's how I want to get at. So you think we have to win – all three series to make the postseason. Yeah. Uh, and even that, we have probably have to get two wins in Hoover, you know, win game one. And once we get double elimination, win that first double elimination game. And I think, maybe. I think, so you're, so we're, I'm going to put us in order. So Lounge is the most optimistic. And then I'm in between you two. You're last. So here's, I've, well, the way I see it, if you win, so I'm not the, – the whole number everybody said to get to is get to 14 and 16 and cross your fingers, right? I don't think with our non-conference that 14 and 16 is going to quite do it. I'm not going to feel comfortable for sure, so I'm thinking 15 and 15, right? Yep. The path to 15 and 15 is sweep Florida, uh, beat Te- at Texas A&M somehow at, on the road, and then win one against Tennessee somehow. Uh, you can do that. And I think, I think you'd be in, especially if you won a game in Hoover. Um, but you're saying that you got to win all three. I, I do. I mean, what – now I'm blanking. Our SEC record is uh, – 10 and uh, – well. 9 and 12. 9 and 12. So, it's, it's, we're not 10 and 11 because that's uh, – we haven't made it to double digits yet. We're five. We're five so, away yeah, we have to, and six away from fifteen. I, the only time that winning, uh, going fourteen and sixteen really worked was two thousand eighteen. But we had the booster of sweeping Arkansas, sweeping Florida, and taking two or three from Ole Miss. You know, we we don't have that luxury this year. I think our only like really key series of victory is Auburn. Auburn looks like a really good team right now, and taking two from them was huge. Yep. But our other series wins, I mean, Ole Miss not making the tournament. Bama, what, they're going to be a two, three seed probably? Yep. 
you swept Princeton, you took two out of three from Northern Kentucky. That's that's it for series victory. So that, that's part of it is, you know, that. we tend to count series. They tend to count games. So, I mean, the, you know, winning a game at Arkansas is good. You know, uh, winning a game at Georgia is good. Especially, uh, I do wish that it's not like basketball where you, you know, if you win by 10 points, you, you get it counts more in the net or in the RPI in this case. Uh, we don't get that. I don't think they do that in baseball. We beat Georgia 20 to three. Like we should get something extra for that, you know, <clears throat> but we don't. In either case, it is going to be an uphill battle. And I do think, I think you've got two paths. You got, you win six out of the next nine, which is going to be hard or you win five out of the next nine, which is going to be hard, and you win two, maybe three games in Hoover, which is, again, going to be hard. It's going to be difficult uh, to be – it's going to be interesting to be one of those teams that goes to Hoover with something to play for, which has we haven't done uh, in a couple years. Um, even in 2018, you know, uh, you didn't think you were going to win that whole thing, and you, you felt a little safe, kind of safe with just the one without winning a game in 2018. You made such a statement the week before that you felt pretty good. Um, it's going to take something similar to that uh, finish last year or 2018 to, to make the tournament this year. It's going to be – it's absolutely crazy that we're in that position. So uh, we're going to um, get into kind of the normal preview. Again, statistically-wise, we're going to go uh, compare some of our stats to theirs, do our normal thing. We've got – pitching-wise, we're up to a 5.32 earn run average. Uh, Brandon Smith's around 375. Cade's up to 4.2. And Preston Johnson's up to 5.52. I feel bad for him. I really do. Um, slight chance that you find somebody else starting uh, pretty soon. They've actually – remember I told you they had Stone Simmons and Landon Sims out, like not even on the stat sheet now? Really? They're, well, they, they, they weren't on it. Now they're on it, but they have like an X by their name, them and Brooks Auger, like a little note, like a little asterisk. Is this on uh, D1 Baseball or on our, uh, on our, our own website. On our website. Okay. Um, which I thought – anyway. But uh, – so, yeah, Team ERA around – or at 5.32, opponent batting average at exactly 250. Not, not terrible. Uh, you have given up – find it. You've given up 61 home runs. Opponents have given up 83. And uh, strikeouts, you're at – got to find it here. My gosh, guys, I apologize. You're right under 500 strikeouts to 200 walks. So you're not um, having the best ratio between the two. It's at 2.45, but, hey, you'll take it. You had a few more walks this week than you would have liked, and that's part of the reason why you lost, especially on Saturday. So looking at Florida – they are not lighting things up exactly, but pitching-wise, they are a little bit better than us. It's 4.48 ERA. That's a, a little bit less than a run better. 242 batting average against. Um, have given up just 45 home runs, so they've been pretty good at that. And uh, strikeouts, 397 to 156. So about 100 less strikeouts, but uh, at the same amount uh, – or 50 less walks. So – they're doing pretty – they're a similar ratio to us, not, 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 not what you would love for it to be for a whole entire pitching staff. They got three guys that are probably going to go uh, on this weekend. They all, these are guys that went last week. They've been kind of mixing and matching, but they, they pitched last week. 
And uh, of course, Hunter Barco is out, who's one of the better pitchers in the uh, better weekend starters in the SEC. First one is uh, Brandon Sprout. It's a tough last name. I feel like growing up, you, you might get made fun of a little bit in junior high, you know. He was a Friday guy last weekend. 4-3-9 ERA. Um, he has 11 starts and 12 appearances. So it seems like he's been starting pretty much the whole way for them. Um, 55.1 innings pitched. 54 strikeouts. So this, a lot of these guys I've noticed in their staff are about a strikeout per inning. There's not a ton of swing and miss uh, in this on this whole staff, and there's not a ton of guys. Uh, I mean, Barco is probably their best strikeout guy. There's not a ton of guys that are walking the yard either. Just this is one of uh, one of them that has more walks. Is, is Brendan Sprout is 25. That far and away leaves the team. Leaves the team who walks 25, 54 strikeouts and 55 innings. Batting average against is 272. So he's hittable. He's uh, not going to uh, be a super big strike thrower. He's going to walk you a little bit. He's given up 27 earned runs and 28 hits in those 55 innings. Uh, lately, he has been going pretty deep in the ballgames. He's got more than five innings in each of his last five starts or five appearances. And uh, two of those, he's gone exactly six innings. He's never gone more than 6.1. So if he gets into the seventh inning, I mean, you're, you're doing something wrong with uh, their Friday night guy. Next is Brandon Neely. Uh, he's got just four starts on the year and 15 appearances. So he's kind of the guy that's been thrust into that rotation um, because of the absence of Hunter Barco. He can go, he can go long despite being a, uh, mostly a reliever. They stretched him out a little bit and made him into a starter. He's gone 6.1 innings against Vanderbilt and a really, really good start. Uh, just three hits and one earned run. I mean, fantastic. Seven strikeouts. And then was, again, fantastic uh, against Tennessee. Seven innings of one hit, one run baseball uh, and eight strikeouts. And then was gave had four uh, hitless innings against Kentucky, gave up just one walk. So this guy's been really, really good lately. He's got a 3.35 ERA on the year in a 40 innings pitched. He's got 43 strikeouts and 10 walks. So you really like that ratio if you're Florida. That's a four-to-one ratio. Batting average against is 177. So Brandon Neely might slide into Friday. Wouldn't be surprised. He's been doing really, really well uh, for Florida. And actually, no, he, he, he was not the Friday guy last week. It was this Brandon Sprout guy. They're both named Brandon. Let's go Brandon. Um, so, we yeah. got our own Brandon, too. Yeah. Then there's going to be three Brandon starting uh, starting games this week for sure, unless they change something. And our best pitcher right now is named Brandon, but yep. Brandon Neely is probably their best guy right now. Uh, doesn't give up a ton of home runs. Again, one seventy seven batting average against. That's close to the lowest on the team. He's doing a good job. Next, we've got Tyler. No, Ryan Slater. I almost said Tyler Nesbitt. Uh, Ryan Slater. He uh, has not been doing quite as good as these other two guys. He's at a 5.63 ERA. He's gone five innings twice, not in over a month, though. It's been a while. He's mostly a three-inning. Uh, he did go 4.1 against Tennessee two weeks ago, but he's not going terribly long. He's given up multiple runs in every single appearance since March 8th. Uh, before then, he was pretty good. But since then, 5, 4, 2, 3, 2, 2, 7, and 7 runs given up. He's just been a little bit all over, all over the place. 
if anybody flexes out, it's probably him. Uh, 257 batting average against is not terrible, but uh, 15 walks to go in 38 at bats, 33 strikeouts, or excuse me, 15 walks in 38 innings, 33 at bats. That's terrible. 15 walks in 30 and 33 at bats would be bad. 15 walks in 38 innings, uh, 33 strikeouts. Big thing for him is not only is he giving up a couple walks uh, per game or per appearance, it's the eight home runs. He leads the team and giving up home runs with eight. Uh, that'll that'll do it. He gave up four walks against Tennessee. You can't do that. Uh, didn't give up any walks last week, but did give up uh, seven hits and four runs. So, oh, I said he gave up seven runs against uh, Tennessee. He gave up eight and then four runs against Kentucky. I had that mixed up. Was good uh, in a relief appearance against Vanderbilt. Uh, had two relief appearances against Vanderbilt. So maybe this is the guy that's kind of been thrust into the starting rotation. I don't know. I think they've really been mixing and matching. This guy's only got three starts, but he started the last two weeks. Uh, and even though he didn't do good against Tennessee, um, he did start against Kentucky last week and did pretty all right. So you don't think uh, that they're going to uh, change that this week. They're, again, the starting rotation for them is very much in the air, kind of like ours now. I mean, I don't know. I, do we expect a change in our starting rotation this week? I don't know. I have no idea. It, it's tough to tell. I mean, is I mean, who else would you throw? I was about to say, yeah. I mean, I'll look at the list right here. Pico. Yeah, I don't know. I think we could throw. Uh, we have one guy with the zero ERA, Andrew Walling. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, might as well. You can start Fristo again. Tepper. I, I, I mean, thought we we'd see more of Walling, but yeah, I don't know. If we have another pitcher go down, I mean it. It's white flag time, you know. I hate to say that, but maybe uh, Stanett will be back soon. That's that's another talking point that we could uh, have later. Yep. Some key yep. relievers for um for Florida. They've got two guys with more than twenty appearances. Okay, very interesting. Two guys with more than twenty appearances, and then we just talked about one guy Slater with 15 and nobody else has uh, more than 15 or excuse me, two of their starters have 15 appearances Two of the guys that we think will start this week. I told you about those two that have more than 20, then nobody else has more than 15. So they, they really rely on these two guys. And then a couple more, they've got a, there's some guys that we won't name or won't talk about. Carl Hartman has 12 appearances and an ERA of nine seems to be kind of a mop up guy. Um, Couple, Tenny, uh, another guy. A couple other guys that have, you know, more than more than a handful of appearances that are there at the back end of that bullpen, kind of when games get out of hand. But there's not just just seven or eight, or it's kind of like us to an extent. There's not seven or eight or nine guys that have uh, 15 appearances that have come out and and gotten meaningful innings. It's mostly been on the shoulders of just a few. The first of which, and he's been very very good, is a Blake Purnell, 2.33 ERA. Uh, that dog will hunt. Uh, does have a, a walk, sits, burnings pitch that's a whip of over one. So he is giving up base runners, but he's limiting the damage. 38.2 innings pitched in 25 appearances. So he can go a little bit longer than an inning. Um, he's given us th- given Florida three innings before, given them t- can re- easily give them two innings, has showed up and give and gotten less than an inning, though. So he could be a short relief or a long reliever. Uh, 35 strikeouts in those 38 innings, 10 walks, pretty good. Uh, 35 hits in those 38 innings, so almost a hit per inning, very hittable. Just a 238 batting average against, though. 
another guy that's been very good for them is Nick Ficarata. Ficarata. I think that that's, that's got to be how you say it. Italian. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I didn't spell it right in the notes, so if that's what you're looking at. Uh, he, best I can say. Got to be. He has a 3.83 ERA, 44.2 innings pitched, uh, 45 strikeouts to 10 walks. So he's good. He almost has the exact same strikeout to walk ratio as Brandon Neely. So I had to double check that because they're right next to each other on the sheet. Um, in these 22 appearances with 44 innings pitch, I mean, guys, that's two innings per appearance. He can go long. He's got four three-inning appearances. Uh, he's got some more, some recent th- two and three-inning appearances. When he comes in, it's to it's to mow guys down and, and keep the game where it's at for a while. He does a pretty good job at it. 241 batting average against, again, a high whip, a whip above 1.33, but limiting the run damage uh, in a big way. Despite the um, or whip of 1.05, I looked at the wrong guy. Despite the uh, the 228 batting average against, which is pretty good, and the 10 walks, he's really keeping uh, guys from crossing the plate. Excuse me. You've also got – there's another tough one. Anthony Ursidi. I'll spell that one right. Anthony Ursidi. Ursidi. Yeah. Ursidi. Ursidi? Uh, I don't know. Or city. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say or city. Uh, 3.14 ERA. That's that's pretty good. Just uh, 14.1 innings innings pitched in 11 appearances. So a little bit shorter relief guy. Uh, he's gone. In fact, his last outing uh, last night or two days ago was his longest outing of the year. Went or excuse me, second longest outing of the year. He went two innings. So he's got go, gone three innings once. He's gone two innings once. The rest has been pretty short stints for him. But uh, that is uh, 18 strikeouts to six walks. That's right there in that three-to-one ratio in those 14 innings. So he is a little bit of a strikeout guy. Um, 2.41 batting average against. So, again, pretty hittable. And that is a guy with a 1-3-3 uh, walks, hits, printings pitch. So he's going to he, – again, a lot of these guys going to give you a couple base runners per inning, right? Or a ba- at least a base runner per inning. And then last, uh, we got Tyler Nesbitt. Those are the most used guys out of the bullpen. Nobody else that we've named that we have not named uh, has more than ten has ten appearances, except for Carl Hartman with an ERA above right at nine. So again, there's a lot of guys that just don't get used that much. But Tyler Nesbitt, five point four zero ERA, twenty one point two innings pitch and thirteen appearances. So he'll go a little bit too. Uh, he's got some two and three inning stints. Um, works a lot, uh, both in the midweeks and in the uh, and in the SEC play. Did not pitch in February, so I imagine he was uh, and was kind of pitched against Jacksonville, then Bethune Cookman, and then eventually worked his way back up to LSU. So I imagine he had some. Uh, he was a guy that probably dealt with some injury early in the year. Maybe was recovering from something, and I'm sure a Florida fan could tell me if that was true or not, but. It looks like he didn't even pitch in February. He didn't pitch till a week into March. But for him, for Nesbitt, uh, 19 strikeouts and 10 walks in those 21.2 innings pitch. So he will walk you a little bit, a little less than a walk, half a walk. Uh, yeah, half a walk per inning. Um, 19 strikeouts, a little bit less than one strikeout per inning. Has given up 19 hits in those 21.2 innings pitch. A batting average right around, uh, batting average against right around 230. 
those are your main guys. I only named the four, but there's there's not a ton of guys that have a whole. There's a whole bunch of guys here with six, seven, eight appearances. That, but I, I mean, we'd be here all day naming all those. But it's mostly, you know, Purnell's got 25 appearances. Uh, Ficarada has 22 appearances, and then these uh, starters have a lot of appearances. And that most of these guys aren't used as much. They're really leaning on four, five, six guys. Yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting matchup to see. I mean, if if Purnell or uh, Ficarada come in, it'll. I don't know, man. Like, if we don't have a lead, it's going to be tough to tough to come back, especially with the depth that we have. Can we keep the deficit small enough that we can come back? I mean, it. There's no there's no easy matchup the rest of the way out. We we had our two easiest matchups back to back, and now it's uh. Yep. Back to the old grind of the SEC. It's going to be tough. They're um, eight and thirteen in the league, so we're one game better. So if we we win this series, that still keeps us ahead of them for you know Hoover positioning stuff like that. You win this series, um, you're still uh, ahead of Ole Miss. You're still ahead of Florida. You're ahead of Kentucky and still Missouri and stuff just by winning two games out of one there. Um, I guess maybe Kentucky could sweep and, and, and catch us if we just won two, but I think we're good there. <clears throat> Going on to some of their uh, batters now, there's a handful of guys I want to talk about. Their best five guys. Uh, first, I'll mention Kendrick Kalilau, who's only batting 222 and three home runs, not really lighting it up for them. He has been there forever. I swear, Kendrick Kalilau, uh was there, you know, when we uh, beat them – in 2018, I swear he was playing every game. Like, it just seems like that. But I don't know. He's got to be 25 years old. Uh, I just looked got... him up. Uh, it said his first year was 2019. Okay, maybe not. So, 19 – said he's been the 19, 20, 21, 22. Been playing all four of those years. Uh, and Judd Fabian's he little brother's been on playing in that 2019 series at Florida. But he might have been on the team in 2018, you know. Just redshirted? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, he is uh, joined by Judd Fabian's little brother, interestingly enough. So, we'll, if you haven't heard of Judd Fabian, uh, you must not watch SEC baseball that much. But we'll go first with um, Thompson Sterling – or, excuse me, Sterling Thompson. These guys that have two last names trip me up. I think I called Liam Fox – Fox Liam – or I called Fox Liam Liam Fox for the Missouri thing. Uh because it, was, it wasn't Liam spelled like a first name, but I still thought it was his first name because Fox doesn't sound like a first name. They, they messed me up because they put their last names first on the sheet. Oh. So it messes me up when you've got these Ole Miss names that are like two, two last names. But Sterling, yeah. Tom, Sterling Thompson, like Sterling without the G, Sterling Thompson. 341 average, 549 slugging, 407 on base percentage. He's got eight home runs and 38 RBIs with so some power. Um, struck out 29 times in his 173 at-bats. So pretty good on the strikeout numbers. You've only got a couple guys uh, on the list and only one that we'll mention that's just going to strike out a ton. Uh, Wyatt Langford, 339 batting average. 14 home runs. That's a guy you got to watch out for. Definitely some power there. 655 slugging percentage and a 411 on base percentage. He also has 29 strikeouts uh, on, to his credit. 
both guys, you have 17 and 18 walks there. So pretty, you know, they walked uh, quite a few times. They don't strike out a ton. Now this is another, first of all, who's named BT? Like I know a lot of guys that are named with two letters, you know, TJ, I know some JP, I know uh, a few. JT, that sounds good. But BT, that just doesn't roll off the tongue. Hey, BT. Basically, just want to say. Yeah, it's. Or Beetle. I don't know. It's. (laughs) We'll call him uh, Beetle uh, Riapel. Yeah, and then I don't know. Is it? It's either Riapel or Riapel or Riapelli. I do not know. Don't ask me. Um, I'm having trouble with uh with the last names today. He's at around two. He's at two ninety five. Uh, 13 home runs. So right here, we've named three guys. Uh, all of them have at least eight home runs. 13 home runs, uh, 43 RBI. Excuse me, that's incorrect. 38 RBI. Uh, 596 slugging, 360 on base percentage. Not a lot of walks, just 11. Does have 51 strikeouts uh, in his 146 at bat. So this is a guy, he's striking out about a third of the time he comes up to the plate. Or, or he records it at bat. I guess you take away the walks, hit by pitches and stuff. And uh, sacrifices. Judd Fabian, superstar in the SEC. I had a down year last year, decided to come back to school uh, rather than getting drafted. That's another guy that's been there for forever. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm going to check out check out that name. I know he's been there a while. Has he, has he been there? Let's see. He started off in 2019 and then was electric in 2020 and then kind of had a down year last year. And then he's you know, it's crazy. We said he had a down year last year, but with an OPS of nine two four and twenty home runs. But you're right; like for his standard, that was a down year. Yeah, he probably batted less than two fifty. He was he yeah. was uh, he was home runner a little bit home runner bust last year, just a little bit. Yep. Twenty home runs. Oh gosh, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, Judd Fabian, two seventy nine average, um, which has come down a little bit since uh, beginning of the year. 19 home runs. That's got to be close to the lead in SEC, if not the lead. Um, Of course, the leading home run hitter in SEC play is R.J. Yeager. Uh, Didn't bet you didn't know that. 708 uh, uh, slugging percentage, which is phenomenal. 454 uh, on base percentage, which is really good. He has – are you ready for this? Judd Fabian has 46 walks. In a, with 154 at-bats. I feel like that's almost a misput. He has 46 walks and 38 strikeouts. Conversely, guys, our leading walker is Luke Hancock with 31. This guy has 46. This guy has a decent number of walks, has as many walks as R.J. Yeager has, more than our most walked player. That is crazy. Tells you maybe, you know, there's definitely some additional walks in there. Uh, you've got home run hitters in this lineup, so it's not like you can't protect him with uh, – but we're people are pitching around him, it looks like. Uh, lastly, I want to mention Josh Rivera, 279 average, six home runs, 449 slugging, 363 on base. He has struck out 26 times, uh, walked 19 in his 147 at bats. So very interesting. You got a few more guys in here that uh, do strike out a lot and don't walk a lot. Um, But for the most part, those five guys are the ones getting it done. 
Um, very interesting. Again, 46 walks for one player is crazy. Uh, 35 for 46 on the season in stolen bases. That's rather interesting. I kind of want to compare that to ours. We're 32 for 38, so a little pretty similar. Their team batting average is 275. We're actually batting. This is the first SEC team in a while where our team batting average is ahead of theirs. Ours came up significantly this weekend, um, despite the losses. 275 batting average, uh, tied in home runs. I think we're tied for second in SEC with this bunch, with 83 home runs. So power on both in both dugouts for sure this weekend. And then for as so far as strikeouts go, we've struck out 378 times. They have struck out. 353 times. Um, but let me see if that's the same amount of games. They're 26 and 18. We are so – they've played a couple more games than us and are striking out a little bit less than us. Overall, though, as far as the walks go, they're at 185 and we are at 213. So we're walking a bit more than they are. But, yeah, that's, that's – those would be the ones doing the damage for the most part for Florida – Really got to watch out for Fabian. Uh, looks like a lot of teams have pitched around him. There are some other guys that can can hit home runs. Not They're not uh, quite as prolific as far as up and down the order with the home runs. You've got the 19, the 14, 13, and the 8, the 6, and then you got a guys, some guys with a handful. You know, we've got several guys. We've got, a, uh, let's see, a 12, a 16, a 14, a 13, a, an 8, a 7. You know, so we've got a maybe more a longer lineup when it comes to power. But don't be confused. Everybody uh, that has started more than a, a handful of games for them has hit at least one home run. You know, they don't have that lane foresight that, that's, you know, not going to be really lucky if he gets one, anything like that. So lots to worry about here with Florida. Going to be a tough series. They're not a good team, but you're kind of playing with, with a bit of a chip on your – I don't want to say chip on your shoulder – you're not at that nothing to lose mentality yet where you can play loose. You still are kind of at that no room for error mentality, which can spell disaster uh, if you're trying to play perfect. You know, I was about to say that. I think the mindset that we might have is like we can't mess up, we can't screw it up. And I think all year long we've been agreeing that like we just need leadership in the dugout beyond the coaches. We haven't really seen that. And if we don't have that maturity in the dugout, if we go in th that, you know, oh, we have to be perfect. I, this is why I'm at the bottom of the optimistic train of the three of us. I just – I don't see it right now. And, you know, someone if, – if we find a way to make it to the tournament, you know, everyone can uh, say, ha, Daniel, you were wrong. I'd love to be wrong. You know, it, it's just right now the way I see it is I think our schedules are going to be clear all June. Uh, and you can you can throw me in there. If you made me – you forced me to put a bet on it today, I would say, no, we're probably not going to make it. I mean, you've got to – again, bare minimum, you're winning five games, one or two games in the SEC tournament and crossing your fingers. I don't see five wins here. Five wins here is – that's – either a sweep or two series wins. I don't see two series wins. I don't see a win versus – a series win versus Tennessee or, or at Texas A&M. If you had Texas A&M at home and Tennessee on the road, I'd say, yeah, uh, win these two series at home, sweep one of them, and then go up to Tennessee and, just, and play loose and see what happens. 
But because you have to go on the road at AM, I mean, you almost have to win that series or sweep this one and win one game apiece. And then again, win some games of the tournament, cross your fingers, pray. So there's there's more than there's more than one way to skin a cat. You got to find five wins at least in the next uh, nine games. You really want six. Any more than that is 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 just icing on the cake. But if you somehow manage to get six wins, not difficult and not not nearly probable, uh, you're in good shape. And then you can go into the tournament with house money. You get four or five. Uh, you if you get five, you can go into the tournament uh, with something to play for and try to increase uh, improve your resume in at Hoover. But you're not you're not sitting pretty by any stretch. You're you're not comfortably in. You're not uh, there's not some clear path where you just have to take care of business to get in. You have to take a step up to get into the tournament. You have to play better than you've played the last couple of weeks to get into the tournament. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, the only way to right now to really like revive my hope is a sweep this weekend. If we found a way to do that, oh, Lord Almighty, I, I'd be saying we're back, we're winning the natty. Um, but, yeah, it's just – it's it's difficult. It's tough. I mean, you're going to have to sweep it. to sweep this weekend. You're going to have to have some pitching – starting pitching and relief pitching performances that you don't expect. Parker Stinnett's going to have to come back. We have no idea if he is if he will or not. Um, there, that could still be a season-ending injury. We don't know. Brandon Smith, Cade Smith, and Preston Johnson are all going to have to be uh, on their best behavior this weekend if you're going to do that. And you're going to have to get more than 13 pitches in an inning out of Pico Khan, and your coach is going to have to leave him in there for long enough for him to perform. Uh, and you're going to have to get some innings out of Jackson Fristo if you're going to win three games this week. I mean, it's it's there's just a lot of th- a lot of things have to go right for us to get to where we want to be, and we can't get to where we want to be. We wanted to be a national seed, but. For to get to where we could want to be at this point, a lot has to go right, and it's 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 an uphill battle for sure. Yeah, we saw against Auburn. If we want to really like compete this weekend and like definitely win the series, but yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll find out for sure though. I mean, you know, you never know what happens at Duty Noble when when the dude effect takes effect. Anything can happen, and especially at these night games, man. Like, I'm glad we have two night games, a Friday and a Saturday night. I love it. I absolutely love it. A good light weekend to end on. I'm going to miss Friday. Little Brother's graduating tomorrow. But that brings us to our keys to the game. I think the crowd is a major key to the game. If you look at Florida uh, and their SEC record, uh, on the road has been a little bit of a trouble for them. Um hasn't been the best uh, of times we have got to have a crowd that's engaged that's in it the team has to get them in it I mean that's not uh they're seven and eight on the road and I believe so we're seven and nine so right there you know how we played on the road this year really uh Ole Miss is all we have to show for right bad at Missouri bad at uh at uh Arkansas except for one game bad at Tulane so as far as uh the crowd goes you really got to get into it Players have to have to do enough to make you want make the crowd want to get into it. But guys, y'all got to show up, be loud, be proud. I don't think we have a problem with that for baseball. Mostly, we're not one of those teams like Ole Miss where you get down two runs in the seventh inning and you're ready to go home. I saw that with my own eyes. I literally, I literally watched it happen, um, in person. It was it was bizarre. 
we can be, if we can be engaged the whole time, I think that'll be a big deal for us. And uh, I also think it'll be a big deal for us um, to have some starting pitchers, but other than Brandon Smith, you know, be themselves again. Maybe that's a home and away thing for Cade Smith and Preston Johnson. And Cade was fine against Ole Miss. Um, and and Preston Johnson was had such gumption and just, you know, a word I probably ought not use, uh, which you know what I'm talking about. When he went to Ole Miss, gave up those four home runs, and then gutted out uh, three more innings. It was fantastic. But – he did get the, off to that shaky start, and then he couldn't shake it, uh, shake it off at, at Missouri. Maybe coming home would be good for him, but you're going to have to have some some good starting pitching uh, this week. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'd say, uh, you know, we're, this weekend's going to be special, uh, at least for I think both of us. I mean, I don't know. For me, it's my last. It's my last series as a student. Um. So I'm going to get very emotional, but I'm also going to get like more into it than you've ever seen me. So, you know, I'm going to channel the inner uh, super regional against Notre Dame vibes and go well, all Saturday, out. Saturday or Sunday, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the party burn. Join the party burn squad. I, I've thought about trying to do a tailgate out there. It's just I don't want to bring a grill and then have to carry it back to my car and hope it doesn't get stolen. But, I mean, it is going to be insane. The berm will be rocking, uh, whether they want to or not, but they will want to because uh, I will be absolutely insane this weekend. I mean, it's going to be crazy. And the, the dude's going to be rocking. Uh, it better be. But, yeah, that's my key. Like, get the dude – I'm right there with you. Get the dude rocking. Let's see, you know, let's play like we did against the Alabama schools. I mean – Goodness gracious, two home series wins that were like huge, huge wins. And, you know, it's a, it's really important to, to kind of get that. And clutch hitting too. I mean, obviously LSC, if we just hit with runners on base, we would have taken at least one, maybe two games of that series. But what do you know? Like we, we're, we are where we're at now. We have to deal with it. Let's do what we can right now. What we can do right now is win a series, you know, and because because we're at Duty Noble, we can win a series. The um, uh, we're gonna see, you know, I told you about those two good relievers, Purnell and Ficarada. You're gonna see them more, probably multiple times. You need those guys to come into the game without a lead, uh, not because they're 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 not you know closers. I think. Purnell has does have four say. Ficarada has three. Those are those are both the uh, second, first, and second on the team. So they're the closest thing they have to a closer, but they're not the closer in the sense that you would think of. You know, they're not you know Kevin Cops or Landon Sims and or even you know Casey Hunt for that matter. I'm just looking at the numbers uh, recently, but they have been uh, used multiple times per weekend and just getting the job done. They don't have a lot of guys after them. If, if you make those guys' innings either inconsequential or uh, really, really high stress, you're going to be in – that's the recipe for success. Uh, you don't want those guys coming in with, the, with a nice two- or three-run lead to, that they can nurse along for, you know, till the game's over. Anybody okay. else they got in after that is either you – know, I named a couple pretty good ones, but they're either just okay or haven't thrown – you know, don't have quite as much experience, you know. 
a, you know, the our CD guy is a freshman. Imagine a freshman coming in and pitching it at Duty Noble, right? I mean, how's that going to look for him? Uh, a couple of these other guys I named Nesbit. He's he's a redshirt freshman. So you've got you've got guys, even the other guys that I named that have done well for them, have the potential to get rattled uh, if you leave those other two if you leave those other two guys off the mound or make their innings again not matter as much. I uh, predict that we'll go two and one this week. Um, I, you really have to go three and zero. I predicted that last week, uh, two and one, and and failed uh, miserably. So I, I do think you win the series because it's at home, and that's really the only thing. Uh, but winning the series doesn't do too much for you. If you win, you win this one and the next one. You know you got to win one game at Tennessee to have to have a prayer. You win or versus Tennessee to have a prayer. If you win two. You know, maybe they come in a little bit cooled off because they buttoned up the SEC. That's my fingers crossed is what happens. Um, but if you win three right here, you're kind of right back where you wanted to be after uh, going into the Missouri series. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I hope that my streak of getting series predictions wrong continues because what I've gotten two right all year. Like I got Arkansas. We took one. I got Princeton. We swept, right? That's been it. So I'm not going to use it as a, uh, oh, hey, let the, let's get the curse to continue. Because last week I said two out of three. And we got one out of three. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to be super pessimistic, super pessimistic here. We're going to take one game. Um, just from what I've seen so far, I just – I don't have a good feeling. Do I care? No, I'm still going to be there and be there early and do everything that I can to help us win. But I'm not on the field making the plays. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just screaming very loudly and ringing a cowbell the whole time. But, yeah, I just – I don't know, man. I, I just can't be optimistic anymore. You know, life is pain. Uh, I have to look forward to being an adult and, and having a full-time job. You know, it's funny. I can't even go to the Tennessee series. I have a uh, training for work that weekend. Mm. So mm. this is, this is like it, it for me. I can't go to the Tennessee series and my girlfriend's a Tennessee fan and we both can't go. So she's, she's a little bit depressed, but she'll be fine. Uh, she, she'll, she's excited for her, her vacation. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, we are, Gonna be back next week for sure, and then the next week is the tricky week, and so we'll I'll get it back with y'all on what we're gonna do that week. Um, we'll be back to recap with Lounge Dog, uh, hopefully this weekend. We do have ga- games are on TV for two of these. You got an SEC Network game and an ESPNU game, but man, show up, show up, and show out. Uh, for if you're if you're a student, this and you're graduating, this is your last uh, game uh, as a student or last series as a student. So really show up for that, and if uh. It's it's if you if you're not graduating and you're a student, you're still what a great way to kick off the summer. Uh, yep. Gonna be the fun. Gonna be you know nice weather. I think. Let me let me check that. What is the weather? It's gonna be uh, a little bit of rain tomorrow, Friday, and and then. Was it raining right now? It's cloudy right now. Let me see. It does. My app says it's raining right now, but I don't. I, I can't see. I got curtains in here. Uh, yeah, not, right not, our, not in our part of Starkville. It's raining right now. The rain will be out of here by the morning, by like, you know, before work. So we're good tomorrow. 
And then it looks like Saturday and looks like beautiful weather, both temperature and uh, precipitation wise this weekend. Actually, bring, actually, bring your sunscreen, bring your sunscreen, uh, bring yeah. a little mini fan. If you have an extra, bring one for me. Uh, oh, man. Be much appreciated. I'm not, oh, yeah. I might bring a hard shell cooler so I can, uh, you know, bring in some ice with me too. Cause it's, it's gonna be a bit toasty. It's gonna get toasty next week, but this week, this weekend, the high on Sunday is 86, high 77. The other two days, that ooh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. No excuse not to get to the dude. All right, that's all we got. Uh, we'll see y'all next time. Hopefully after a series win. As always, swing your sword and hail state.